Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. Sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne, and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. History, it's about stories, first-hand, overheard or exaggerated, doesn't matter. They combine to piece together the journey we've been on, so ultimately we know where we're going. Well, we've found another storyteller who also just happens to be one of the game's best, ever. The 1982 Invincibles Kangaroo Touring Party is regarded by many as the greatest collection of footballers the game has seen. This guy, he was the captain. Enough said, hey. But who is Max Krillich? Max Krilich is a son of a Croatian tomato farmer and um, who the old man going way back was devout commo, good communist. Um, in fact, he actually got me out of going to Vietnam, the worst war in history, the poor buggers who went, uh, because he was an avid commo person and he went to Asia and he said, my son, I got called up for the draft. You did. And failed a medical, you wouldn't believe it. I played first grade that night against South Sydney. The day I failed a medical. Is that a true story? <laughs> That's true, yeah. So it's that long ago, who cares? Well, I wow. care because I didn't want to go to rotten Vietnam for a starter. Yeah. And those poor buggers had to go and I felt sorry for them. They're brave soldiers, that they are. But um, my old man got me out of that and uh, he then became a devout rugby league supporter, my old man. They followed me for every game. Around the world, everywhere. They went to every game in the oldies. You know, like. Amazing. So. Very different um, going back to the 1960s as opposed to the 2020s, isn't it? Oh, it's very different. A different world. Different world. But it's, and the money is the major factor. i got to say, I think it's some of those players don't care if they win or they lose, which I think is an absolute, mm. absolute disjustice to the game because yep. they don't care. Mm. See him walking off the field laughing. Honestly, please. Yeah. Please. You don't have to go up and up and start crying or anything, but you know, laughing and 
and not worrying about losing. Mm. Um, I know if you're laughing and carried on in front of Frank Stanton when you lost or in front of Bob Fulton, you'd know all about it. You certainly would. As you were getting ready to move into the manly system as a team, the game changed from unlimited tackles to four tackles, then to six tackles. I think this started about 1967. What do you remember about growing up playing footy under the unlimited tackle rule? Jeez, I can't remember it. I think it was – I really can't – I really can't remember even playing under four tackle. You know, it's so long ago. Yeah, everything Um, just blows. It was – look – Obviously, the game got better because St. George just ruled the game in those days. Yeah. So they had the best players, so, and Frank Fraser went out and bought the best players. Yep. And, and then that's what Ken Arthurson did five or ten years after Frank Fraser did that mm. over in St. George. He went and joined John O'Neill, Malcolm Reilly, Ray and Arthur Bradigan, and um, guys like that to our yep. club. So Ken Irvine, even the great Ken Irvine, yes. he should be an immortal, by the way. He's the next immortal in your eyes. Should have been one more long. They yeah. name a medal after him. He scored 215 tries, I think, in 170 games, please. Yeah. And twice for North Sydney when they came last in the comp. That's right. Yeah, That's no, the most honestly, they came last. Like, imagine if we played outside um, the St. George back line. Yeah, name your <laughs> price. Um, in 1969, as a teen, you were graded with Manly, yeah. but for any hooker on the peninsula at that time, you were up against it. The first grade hooker was Fred Jones. He'd go on to be captain of the club. He was also the New South Wales and Australian hooker. Sadly, we lost Freddie about 12 months ago. But what do you remember of Freddie Jones? What a character. What a great – someone – I actually had to live up to him because of the toughness angle. Yep. Um, He wouldn't leave the field. And at my – at numerous times, he said to me, "I'm not, never." He said, "I'm never giving you." And he called me a mug, an even break. Yeah. And he said, "If I let you have a game, I'm gone." Yeah. So he'd never come off the field. Um, I have to say, he's a he was a great ball winner. Yeah. A terrific def, um, defensive player. Yep. Tough as nails. Yeah. We'd get the, those days. A shit build out of him. He'd get up again. He'd be cut to pieces. Um, when I used to think, geez, this is my chance here. This is my chance. I played City Seconds out of reserve grade. That was the first time ever anyone came to right. City Seconds or out of reserve grade to play mm. the City sides uh, because I was going so well. Um, but I just had to wait my time. I could have possibly gone to a couple of other teams, but. Ken Arthur said to me, going way back, he said, don't worry, he'll retire one day and we'll look after you, which they did. So You played, you speak about waiting for your time, you played 100 reserve grade 100, games. That's correct, yes. Um, Five and a bit years of reserve grade. <laughs> that's waiting for your chance, isn't it? Well, I had a, biz- I had a business, even as a young bloke, I had a business, you know, and um, mm. as a plumber, um, and I had a couple of blokes working with me all those years, so what, what, what am I going to do, go somewhere else for the same amount of money but pay first grade? Yeah. Anyway, that's the way it is. That's the way it was. These days, no, I wouldn't have been here. I would have been – I would have gone somewhere else like everyone else these days goes somewhere. And now they lend players away. They – look at Harry Grant. He went from um, – Yeah. From uh, – 
Melbourne up to the Tigers and back to Melbourne, you know, mm. terrific player that he is. So, um, you know, so that's just the way it was in those days. You, you, I nearly got offered to go to some other clubs. I've got a few feelers, but I thought, no, what's the good of it? Mm. Whilst you were playing lower grades with Manly, uh, the first grade would win their first and second premierships, 72-73. Round eight the following year, you'd actually get to make your first grade debut. Sunday, May 19 it was, Belmore Oval. Do you remember the day? Do you remember no, the game? No, not at all. I can't remember that. I can't remember the day, but I, I, look, when you play 200-odd Oh, yeah. yeah 200-odd I can't remember the exact day. I did play one or two games in between when Fred did get injured. My first game in 1970, I did play a game in 1970. Really? Well, in fact, go way back in 1969. Now, here's a story. Hey, legends, I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of the team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go, from scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week. And we can cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. Packages start from as little as $150. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. I'm standing at the window at my house in Roger Street, Brookvale. I've got my arms out the window just having a look outside. And I, the night before I'd gone, we played a trial match that Saturday afternoon and I was in the main trial, which is the third grade sides, basically. Yep. We played Penrith, I think it was. And um, I'm standing at the window and these two coppers were walking up and one was a copper in a blue suit and the other one you could see was a detective. They copied out of the copper's car. And I'm standing at the window, and you wouldn't believe it. I've got Ronnie, uh, Ronnie, Johnny, and Tommy Slater. Billy Slater's father was living with me. Is that right? They just come down from Innisvale, and they're like kids in a in a lolly storm. You know, they honestly they're unbelievable. Yeah. They, I, I don't think they'd ever seen an escalator until they came to Sydney. Wow, they've never been in a plane. Yeah, you know, yep. they're Australia of the bush, right? And I remember saying, what did you blokes do last night? Because, honestly, they, you know, they, and even a couple of years ago, um, Billy Slater said to me, well, I heard my old man yesterday. <laughs> he said, you had the best time of your life. I said, yeah. yeah love and, it. Anyway, so, so I get a knock on the door and I walk to the door and I oh, shit, what have they done? Yeah. And the bloke is George Hunter, the mainly first grade coach. He said, Max Krillich. He said, I said, yeah. Shitting myself, I thought, well, the cop was like, what have they what done? I, yep. I took some sword out the night before, so I thought oh, I was happy. So, <laughs> anyway, so um, he said, Would you like to play? This is Bill Hamlin behind me. I said, Oh, it's Herman, yeah. And yeah. I've seen Herman, yeah. He said, Would you like to play first grade this afternoon? And I said, Why? He said, Well, Freddie Jones is out, and Bobby Lane, the reserve grade hook, is out, and another fellow out, Pierce, is out. So, we want you to play first grade in the. In the Final of the Winf- Winfield Cup, uh, Winfield Shield, or the Winfield Preseason Comp. It was wow. the final, and 
also in the same game was Ian Martin's first first grade game. There you go. And um, so only last year, Ian, I'm with Ian, who's not well, by the way, he said to me, can you remember you scoring that first try in that game that day? I did. I scored a try in the first try. And we only got beaten. We ended up with 11 men on the field because Alan Thompson, the second row, Bill of the Blake, King hit a bloke and he got sent straight away. And in those days, when you got injured, you weren't allowed to replace them if they got injured in the second half, I think the ruling was. So we ended up with 11 players. Wow. And we got beaten 13-9, I think the score was. Jeez. Just got beaten. But that was my first first grade game. But in 1970, I played a game against Eastern Suburbs. And that was my first first grade game. There you go. And I scored a try and kicked four goals and won the scrums by a two to one margin. So I got Frank Hyde's watch. Thanks, Frank. I used to say, thanks, Frank. I don't have any watches there. Thanks, Frank. Beautiful. Anyway. I love it. <laughs> oh, Frank, you good bloke. Mate, there was a time where hookers genuinely needed protection from the men around it. They needed good men by their side. Uh, mid-70s, this was the manly pack. Mal Reilly, Terry Randall, Phil Lowe, John O'Neill, Bill Hamilton and yourself at Hooker. I think looking at that company, you could have quite possibly been the safest man in Sydney most Saturday or Sunday afternoons. I have to say, um, you like the toughness around you because if you wow. it's like anything. If you if you play on a good side, you you rise up as yep. well. Um, and a lot of young kids get that they come up and because they're young, they're good anyway. Yep, and they get better um, in relation to being the hooker. When you've got blokes who will not take one step backwards, yep. um, gee, it helps. It builds your confidence up too, you know. So, Did you get I, tested? I, but the other thing, oh, of course, but I, I'm a, the other thing is I'm no shrinking violent too, by the way. So Correct, so yeah. it wasn't an issue for me. So I was brought up on the other side of the street. You, know, you, you know, were happy to go along with whatever was happening oh, on the field? Shit, yeah, I loved it. Who were the guys that, that tested you? In the early days, was there anyone in particular that thought, I don't like this young hooker and I'm going to see what he's made of? Oh, yeah, I got a number of times got billed for the second row on that. You know, mm. but, um, some of the really tough sides, they, they used to come in really hard, which I learned how to appreciate that because when I started then playing rep football and even um, with um, Randall, you, had, you put your heads together mm. And to get the loose head, you always came in hard together. And yep. um, invariably, um, you, your job was to win the football. Yeah. And if you could get a two-to-one majority of the football, if you did, you would win the game. It mm. was not an issue. You would win the game. Mm. If you broke even, well, you're probably a chance of winning the game. But if you lost the scrums two-to-one, invariably you might lose. Mm. So um, – you had to have that big, tough bloke, and if you got some strong heads with you, mm. um, uh, going into rep football, uh, I don't know how many scrums I packed in with Craig Young, and he's got the biggest bullfed you've ever known. Yes. And he just loved getting stuck into them, particularly the pommies, you know, and, uh, and we used to go crashing in on a you know, yeah, and you had to cop it. You know, sometimes your head got in the road, well... Yep. If you, I'm not. By the way, I'm not mixed up either. By the way, now, so <laughs> you think I should be? Really, I should be, but I'm not. You know. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors, Galaxy Finance. 
sponsors and personal friends that I trust, that I trust enough to go to with questions about my own finances. That's not a sales pitch, that's fact. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With official interest rates at an all-time low, the lenders want your business. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact, ask for Leanne and mention Unfiltered for a free chat. A free chat. No obligations. A free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Galaxyfinance.com.au is where you can find them. Looking back at the hookers in 74 or thereabouts, obviously a very talented group, but it's the toughness that stands out. The Elwyn Walters, the Mike Stevensons, Steve Edge, George Paponis, some wonderful footballers, some tough men though. Yeah, um, all those guys, yeah. all those guys, but they had all good players around them too, by the way. You yeah. can see, see uh, Aubrey Walters, all good fella, lovely fella, he ended up playing mainly with us. He, mm. um, he had all those South Sydney guys with him, Sats yeah. and Lurch and that, and then you got Mick Stevenson had the big buffets from over at Penrith. That's right. Um, Edgy had the, all the St George, Albert and all those guys, yeah. Starkey with him. and you know, so Brucey was, Stark, that's and, right, um, yeah. Canterbury, um, George, Papayas, you know, they, they were one of the toughest sides for many, many years for mm. through, the, through the 70s and into the 80s. That's why they won a number of competitions. Yeah. They always had big, tough forwards and they played tough. Mm. Um, and George knew, you know, he might have been a doctor, but he was no softy, i got to tell you. George, he really knew. He could handle himself, George, I tell you. Wow, Interesting. Yeah. Best hooker you went one-on-one with, Max. Who stands out as the best? As a rake, John McMahon. There we go. I wouldn't have picked that, Johnny, straight up. John McMahon as a ball winner, yeah. Yeah? Ball winner. If you if you break even with John or end up in front of him and, you know, say the scrubs went 9-8 or 10-9 or 8-all or 8-9 you know, against you, you've done a bloody good job. That's almost a win. Yeah, it is a win yeah. because he was a tremendous ball, ball winner. Um, then again, he had good front rollers with him as well. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, he had to have big front rollers, um, and who knew how to pack in, come in mm. at the right angles, come in hard, all that sort of stuff. And you only had a few seconds. It's not like it is now that they're having a rest and walking around. No, Honestly, right. it makes me feel crook. I know the game's changed, but yeah, you know, they stand there and they're resting. They're resting. Well, the scrum is a rest now. Yeah, it's, it's a, a reset. We had to get set in five seconds and boring, unbelievably boring. And one of the places it used to actually get you, it was in your legs because you're actually pushing as well. Even the hook yep. at a certain stage of that scrum, while it's trying to get packed for the ball to come in, yep. you're pushing in hard as well. So it was, it was very hard, Yakker. Can we fix the scrums? No. Can, can we... Not go back to how it was, but not have it how it is. Is there is there a happy medium? Well, I, I, I watch a lot of the Fox um, stuff of the eighties through Andrew Voss's um, show, um, yep. and I see a lot of the it's all, the scrums usually is going with a feed, but yeah. at least they're packing in hard and coming in hard. Yes, so the balls actually, but not like it is. You know, I don't think it can go back to real scrums, at least they should be able to pack in. And I, I actually believe you should be able to push them off the ball and all that sort of so stuff too. Because 
there's got to be a contest. Mm. At the moment, there's no contest in the play of the ball and there's no contest in the scrums. But then the coaches want that. Yeah. Coaches don't want it when, when they want to know when they're going to have the ball. Yep. Coaches don't want to have a contest. Does it, uh, does it piss you off when you see a centre packing in the front row or, oh, or the 5 eighth packing oh, five, in at hooker? Or, the, or some little halfback packing yeah. in. You know, would you, I would have put my head straight into, under, his, under his chin and he would have been gulping for a breath. It fixed him right up. <laughs> and he would have said, I'm never going in there again. He goes, certainly in the tick. <laughs> Mate, let's look at Manly. Bobby Fulton, one of the many superstars in this footy side, he'd of course go on to become an immortal. How would you describe Bozo and, and how he played to a young fella these days that may have only seen limited highlights of, of Bozo's career? Uh, Bob Fulton. One of my great friends. Yep. Uh, cried when he died. Um, he was a Possibly the best competitor I've ever known. Also, one of the greatest footballers that's ever laced the football to be on. Hundred percent. He would. I. I don't want to bark back and say Cameron Smith, but they would say he's the greatest ever player. Well, to be honest, he couldn't do up Bozo's football boots. Mm. Bozo would win new games. He would score one try, two tries, when there's only three tries scored in the whole match, mm. and he would score them by himself. He would set up the tries like he did in the 73 grand final. Yeah. You know, he scored two tries for no one. No one else would have scored those tries mm. only through his brilliance. Um, and one of them, the great Steve Sludge, Steve Rogers, was chasing him. He yep. couldn't get near him. And Bozo went for 50-odd metres um, mm. on an angled run to the corner post. Um, he was a great competitor, was a terrific defensive player. Had every attribute of the game, he could even kick goals if he had to. You know, he used to do the line kicking and all that. Um, he had a will to win and a toughness that um, if some of these players had half of it, they'd be a lot better, I tell you. Half of what he had. Interesting you say that, Maxie, because obviously we all wax lyrical about how talented Bob was and how professional he was. Yeah. So many of these interviews have touched on how tough Bob Fulton was, oh, yeah. mentally and physically tough. I like to say all the guys who have been made an immortal, like every one of them, they all have every quality. Yep. They, they're all – and this is one of the things about some of the modern players they're throwing over as future immortals. I know they're the great people, but – Jonathan Thurston used to go on the wing in defence. Mm. <laughs> Bozo or Wally Lewis or Chang Langlands would take your head off if you ran at them. Yeah. Um, Mel and Meninga, the same thing. So, you know, here we are. He's a terrific attacking player. He's brilliant. But, you know, there's more to the game than an attack. Yeah. Billy Slater comes in with his feet. They had to change the rules. Why is he always say Billy was a fantastic attacking player? Mm. But he's a very poor defensive player. Another very poor defensive player. Uh, they had to change the rules because he's always sliding in with his feet. His Why feet, is he yeah. always so lately coming in? Mm. You never saw Gary Jack or Graham Meadie come in late like yep. that. They're always in position. Uh, or, or the great Chang Langlings. Yeah. All all the immortals have everything going in their way. You know, mm. like the great Clive Churchill was so uh, smallish, but when you hear Ken Arthurson say how good he was mm. and how he would take 
the biggest blokes front on and put them down. And in those days mm. when it was lethal, when yeah. Churchill played, and Chang would want to kill you, particularly if you're a pommy. <laughs> he hated pommies. He hated pommies. You know, like he hated them. And Bozo and him were in the same ilk, you know. So. Wally and you know, and and then then you got fantastic Andrew Johns. You know, yeah. Joey, uh, I know he had issues, um, but on the football field, there's no better. Yeah, and he could do everything. You, you didn't run a Joey either. No, he He'd was a bash out. Don't worry about that. He was an attacker and yeah, a defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the only really one uh, Adam uh, um, Lockyer, I would say, not Adam Lockyer. I think he had defensive issues. He was a bit of a speed yeah. bump. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but he was a great. He kept Australia forty-three times, by the way. But in those days, with Queensland was so great, and the yeah. Broncos were so good. Yeah. And you know, and yeah, they were unbeatable in those yep. days. They had such good players and such good teams. Um, but I would think the only really one at the moment that they can really hold up was Cameron Smith. 1976 and the grand final, uh, we were just speaking of Bob Fulton. It was also his last game for Manly. For Manly. Uh, it was also your first first-grade premiership. That's right. What stands out from 76? Well, yeah, the earth was supposed to cave in when Bozo left Manly. <laughs> yeah. That was the end of us. <laughs> yeah, we're never going to win another game. Two years later, we won the Copper game. Yeah, that's so, right. So um, it doesn't matter how great you are whatever – you're only a footballer, yeah, and um, you can. Um, you're only a pl- one player in the team when it boils down to yeah. it. So, um, yeah, so it's it's just what can I say? It's it was a great a great moment. We had some terrific Pommy players in our side. Yeah, um, uh, Phil Lowe, yes, Gary Stevens, I think was the best player on the field that day. The little okay. halfback, yeah. He was a terrific little player. Wow. Knocker Norton. Yeah. Um, Phil, but Alan Thompson was terrific. Little Alan, the smallish mm. 5'8". It's a little bit like Harry, who plays for Eastern Suburbs now, but more skillful than him. Um, uh, we are a terrific side. Terrific. And we're Fulton there and Ray Brannigan mm. and Graham, the great Graham Eady, by the way. So, and Terry Randall, we got some good players there. And, you know, all the sides that win comps, doesn't matter what team it is, if you have a look at their side, they're all terrific players. Yeah, they are. Because you don't win, you don't win comps no. with crap players. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legends series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. It's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.